listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. While skinwalkers can change into any animal species they desire, they generally take the form of a coyote or a wolf. In the Navajo language, yi Lushi translates to, by means of it, it goes on all fours. Welcome to Chillin' with Cold Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. What is up, guys? Hey, hey. How are you? And I don't know why I said that. Cause it's not like <laughs> waiting for a response. I'll be waiting. <laughs> We're waiting for you to answer us. Hey, y'all. Come on. It's time for Homestand Games. Well, we just had a pretty cool run-in with some turkeys that was that was really cool yeah we had an awesome morning we um so jack our little goat so this is our homestead news because we always talk about our homestead you know in the beginning of this show but uh jack our little goat he has a hurt leg oh look at the bluebird oh wow yeah oh he's really blue so we're we're recording the podcast and there is a bluebird right outside of the window that is right really, outside really of the blue. window here let me see if i can't get a little uh Get a picture. A little behind the scenes. All right, so we're recording. Oh, see he if we took can off. Put this in. Oh. Okay. Oh man, we have so oh so there are so many beautiful bluebirds. They're blue with the orange stomachs, not like uh, blue jays, but um, all the smaller. birds. Yeah, yeah, a lot smaller. All the birds are coming out. It's so fun because we also got a uh, birdhouse, mm-hmm. and they're building. We think bluebirds are building a, a little home in mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. so. Um, just spring has really sprung, but anyway, back to Jack, our goat. So Jack has his hurt leg. Uh, he twisted it running around with his sister, we think. Yeah. So we were out in their enclosure, like just checking on him and taking care of him this morning. And he started staring at something in coats. So what we've learned is they don't, they don't run. They don't try to fight. Right. They don't. Like scream or anything. They don't do anything. They like freeze. And we don't have fainting goats. They don't like faint. They just like totally freeze. And so Jack froze and he was looking into the woods and we turned around and there was a whole flock of turkeys, which is really fun for us. Really cool because you guys know we love wildlife and um, these turkeys were so close. They were like within 10 yards Mm -hmm. of us, Jack and Ellie, which is our other goat. 
And so both goats were frozen, and this is also really cute. All of a sudden, Jack starts making this snorting noise, and we're like, why is he making this He's snorting noise? He's never done it noise? before. He's never done it before. It's like this little snort, and we're like, is he okay? You know, and he's staring at these turkeys. And the turkeys start, um, they're two males, and one goes into a full strut, mm-hmm. which is really so- cool. It's like watching a outside TV show or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, how you see turkeys, how you imagine them, like all a Thanksgiving... Yeah, yeah, all yeah. poofed up, like a Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, that's what this one turkey was doing. He was huge, and it was so cool, and it terrified Jack. Oh, yeah. He was not a big fan of that thing. No. And so we looked it up, and uh, the sound that Jack was making was a warning sign to the rest of the herd that danger might be near. So he was trying to tell us... <laughs> That there might be danger when he saw the turkey, which was really cute. He just kept making this little sound and staring down this huge strutting turkey, and <laughs> it was just an awesome morning. Yeah, that so. was that was really cool. I've, I've I think I've only been turkey hunting like once or twice whenever I was a, a kid with my dad. Mm-hmm. And in real life, I've not real life on TV I've seen turkey like hunting a lot, but I've never seen one do that yet on that close that was so that was like a really special moment it was really really special they were so close and um I, i'm not into turkeys they kind of like are so weird looking like their face and i've never really gotten <laughs> why people like i like eating them on thanksgiving sure, but, yeah, 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 yeah. um and i like them in sandwiches i guess but <laughs> uh but actually seeing them all strutted strutting and like poofed up it was like Okay, I get it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That was really cool. He had a total vibe going on. For sure. Me. And everyone else on the homestead is good. Our cat, Ripley, that you guys have been with us since we adopted her. She's <laughs> so happy. She's doing really well. And the dogs are doing really well. And we're going to build our big chicken enclosure soon. It's finally warming up in Connecticut. Yep. So um, Yeah, we're going to have to dig into the ground all around it. So we're just kind of waiting for it to be a little bit warmer and... Uh, to the ground's not like hard as a rock like it's yeah. been. Yep. And uh and we're looking into like being a farm in Connecticut and what that entails. And um I'm gonna get into this in Prey, but when we talk about our movie club pick, which was Prey, but uh not I'm gonna pray about farming. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh if you are into farming and that is like not in your family or you know it's kind of not a modern thing. You might not know people who have goats or um, or you're into homesteading or you want to try canning or anything, I definitely encourage you to just like follow your heart and do it. I just want to say that because it's so fun to be around wildlife and to be around livestock and pets and learn things and be outside. And um, just don't let anybody discourage you if you are interested in that stuff. There's all kinds of really cool groups and YouTube videos and you know things small ways you can just start getting involved and um and start doing your own thing out on the land or with animals or whatever you got you got one life you know yeah don't leave anything out there exactly and um yeah it's just a really a beautiful thing to see animals in this way the way we've been living the last few months so anyway that's my little two cents In other news, we're still alive from The Conjuring House. Knock on wood, now that I've said that, I don't know <laughs> if like some, some shadowy figure is going to show up at our house or has been lying in wait until I, <laughs> until I got too comfortable and yeah. said it on a podcast. 
But uh, since we went to the Conjuring House, we're still alive. And um, that was such a cool experience. And we have more things lined up in the next few weeks that so I'm really excited fun. about. Yes, so. yes, me too, me too. And if you haven't checked out the episode, there's the last episode we did, episode 38, available everywhere you hear your podcast. Check it out. It was a fun one. It's a little bit longer, but well worth it, I think. Yeah, it was a blast. Also... I am now part of Sundown 96.6, the radio station. Uh, We are all paranormal radio, all haunted, spooky airwaves all the time, 24-7, 365. We stream online, and you can listen at sundown966.com. You can also submit your scary music that you want played on the radio station. You can submit your own personal paranormal stories. And um, you can check out our really cool merch there as well. So check it out, sundown966.com. Greetings, Earthlings, from Sundown 96.6 FM. This message is to inform you of the following. If you have ever experienced something creepy in your life, from a ghost to a UFO, please submit your story on the contact page of our website, sundown966.com. If you create scary and science fiction music, please submit your music for radio play consideration on the contact page of our website, sundown966.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for participating. From all of us here at Sundown 96.6 FM, this ends message. You're following the news. You're following the news. Your UFOs in the news this week comes from a New York Post article about a self-proclaimed time traveler. This time traveler who warned of an alien invasion claims that said extraterrestrials have arrived on Earth yesterday and abducted 8,000 Earthlings. The champion has arrived to bring 8,000 people to another planet, declared Eno Alaric in the clip posted on March 23, 2023. The so-called interdimensional voyager, who claims to be from the year 2671, frequently posts his apocalyptic forecasts on TikTok. His latest vision for Armageddon, which he'd been foretelling for months in various clips, warned of a very hostile alien species known as the Distanced that are coming to take back Earth. It's a fight we will not win, per many of his videos which feature trippy cosmic imagery and are set to epic music. Thankfully, Alaric predicted that another alien, dubbed the Champion, whose world was destroyed by the hostiles, would save some of us from Judgment Day. Now, please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Your paranormal news of the week comes from Jonas, a listener who wrote to me about 
The Apprehension Engine. The Apprehension Engine might be considered history's scariest instrument. It plays these haunting, creepy sounds and was invented by the composer Mark Corbin. Here is a clip of the Apprehension Engine in action. Every week, Nick and I talk about our crazy homestead life and all our outdoor adventures. Follow our outdoor business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors to see our homesteading journey, learn more about the outdoors, and pick up some really cool gear. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's movie club. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what?
it's time. pick for last week was the movie Prey that came out in 2022 and it is a part of the Predator franchise. It is the newest Predator movie and Nick what did you think of Prey? I loved it. I remember watching it the first time and thinking this is like so unique and so cool of a take on on Predator. Uh, the whole creature was awesome and the main character, the lady, was just so badass. I I loved it all around. What did you think? Oh, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Easy. Easily one of my favorite movies of all time. It's hunting, archery, um, and aliens, (laughs) and like native people, and it's like just, and it's a woman, it's like a badass woman, and like the whole thing is so awesome and i so many of you messaged me and commented that you were so excited that we picked this movie because it is so good it is just such a good movie and it's not like hokey not even a little bit not even a little bit like there are some movies where it's like cowboys in it and aliens and ufos or native americans and cowboys and ufos or whatever and it's kind of like uh like hokey But with this movie, the way they depict the Native American culture is so beautiful. It's like gorgeous. Like you don't really see a lot of movies do that with any culture in such a beautiful way. And I know that they were very focused on capturing the culture properly with this movie. And they even use Comanche. Um, There's a dubbed version on Hulu. On Hulu, yes. In the actual native language and everything. So they're very specific about that. And it comes through because the costumes, the scenery, it's just like gorgeous. They did a great job. Yes. And uh, again, not hokey and not like your typical like i don't know you really yeah, get into yeah. their no, community and stuff 100%. and it and there aren't any cowboys oh they're like the pilgrim or the, the settler guys yeah and they're kinda, french like, creepy yeah. yeah but um it's just like such so beautiful and so i mean that's what i think of it yes couldn't agree more i loved it i i think i loved it watching it the second time even more me too and then i watched it another time <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i may have watched it four times at this point but it's it, it's so good and so this was a really important movie too because Nick and I are both bow hunters. Um, you guys might know that. You might not. It depends on how long you've been listening. But uh, we are bow hunters. Yep. 
And so it's really special and fun to watch like bow hunting in such a um, primitive way, really. 100%. Uh, because we shoot compound bows mm -hmm. uh, now, which is like a very mechanical. Modern mechanical, totally. Um, to really take it back to how it all, you know, came, where it all came from. Yeah, they're, so they're shooting like recurve mm -hmm. bows. And, and so it reminds you the like skill that these people have oh, yes. and had and our ancestors and, and uh, you know, just everybody's ancestors because nobody had the technology we have today, not just archery, right. but just in general. Mm -hmm. And so it's so incredible to watch them shooting these bows. Um, and also they were, they're tanning a hide in the background in oh, one yeah. of the shots, which is tanning a hide is like, they have it strung up all tightened and they're like they're flushing in the shot they're flushing the hide which is like taking the meat off of the hide yep, the animal hide mm -hmm. and nick and i have done this yeah yeah um, speaking from experience it's not easy stuff it's not easy especially working with like a in a cape you know like the the skin and fur from an animal of like a buffalo i think they used that was huge. Huge. Like we're working on one now. It's a lot smaller, and it's like effort, effort. You effort. Know? And so, and we work on them with modern tools right. again. And these people are working on them with like a rock Literally. or whatever. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's. I think we just there's a lot of things we take for granted, and it's fun to see um, how people lived. And really cool. Uh, that's just the historical part of this movie. And then, um, if you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead a few minutes, but. Uh, the predator part, the main character, Naru, mm -hmm. I'm still looking for an action figure. For <laughs> you they don't one. sell one. Oh, and like, wow. Yeah. And so um, there's the feral predator, which is, that's what they call this version of predator, which is different. He's got that like skull face. And mm. I personally like this version of predator the most. I think he's like the most rugged, realistic looking totally. predator. He's so cool. So cool. And um, she, her dog, like the fact that our dog is her best friend is like, oh my God, my heart. <laughs> Can't help but love that. Love that. And really the focus of this movie is that Naru's like tribe, her mom, I guess I think is who it is. Um, and the other people in the tribe don't believe that she should be hunting because she is a woman and that she should be staying, you know, with the rest of the tribe, making medicine, tanning hides, doing whatever mm -hmm. the women are doing. And all she wants to do is go out and hunt. And she has to prove to these people that she can hunt. And her brother is her only advocate, kind of. But kind he ends of. up being kind of not even that nice to her. Yeah. And the whole movie, she's tracking these animals. And again, we love hunting and bow hunting, so it's fun to watch. She's tracking them better than everybody in the tribe. Oh, yeah. She's like, look, there's like not, this isn't a bear, there isn't, you know, there's something going on, and, and her instincts are the best mm -hmm. of anybody. She's always right. She's always right. And she doesn't know, but she's tracking the predator. And so um, it ends up that she gets in this big fight with the predator, yeah. and she ultimately kills the predator. Outsmarts it. Outsmarts it. And shows the whole tribe that she is a hunter. And mm. not only is she a hunter, but she's a hunter of aliens, which is so cool. <laughs> so cool. What about whenever she came back and she had, like, the blood of the predator glows and she has, like, had it on her face? How <laughs> wild was that? It was just so glowing. Cool. I think that's a <laughs> cover of the, of the movie, actually. I think that's a poster of her with, like, the green. Or I could be making that up, but regardless, it was... That's such a great visual. Such a cool shot. Such a cool shot. And like her brother it previously brings back like the lion, right? Yes. That he killed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like whatever. He's showing up 
like showing off and then she shows up with that like head of an alien right and everybody's like whoa this lady is the real <laughs> this deal. lady is epic <laughs> okay no more medicine lady anymore yes oh, yeah no hundred percent a badass hunter so awesome so I just think this movie is really special because um, as a woman hunter, I personally have had a lot of people in my life who have told me that I shouldn't be hunting or I can't hunt, you know, one or the other. And um, that's sort of the story of this girl in this movie. And I think that's why I particularly love this movie. And at one point she says to the, her dog, which I love because <laughs> I love animals. And it's so awesome. She says, if they can't see, I'll show them, which Nick knows that's like one of my personal life mottos. <laughs> I never listen to anybody. And if I have an idea or if I have a goal or am passionate about something you'll and see people, it through i'll see it through and and it doesn't matter if people can't see it or don't support you you just have to show them That's right. and so i just love it when she says that and like oh my gosh i'm gonna tear up i just love this movie so much and you were gonna mention something about the swamp scene oh my gosh it was just so relatable it it made me think back when we went to the place that we go hunting last year and we were looking for sheds around this time of year Mm -hmm. and we got kind of almost exactly stuck like she did remember that yes just like trekking through the muck and i totally see she was just like sinking seeking and they alluded to that she would die there Mm -hmm. Uh, and i totally get it i you know i've heard those stories you know and all that kind of stuff but like being actually in it I mean, what did what did you think while we were watching the work? Oh, that's crazy. Well, your your dad has a crazy story. When he was like a kid, he like got almost swallowed by a swamp, right? Because or was it his brother? Yeah, it was my it was uncle. His, yeah, 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 your uncle. Because um, swamps just so we've spent a lot of time now in swamps. Yep, and. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like it's quicksand. More, it's like the more you fight it, the more it pulls you. Yes. And it's so that just made me think of the meme that like I thought quicksand was gonna be such a bigger issue <laughs> as an adult. Such but, a <laughs> but swamps are an issue and yeah. it is very similar. It's like um it's it was just kind of epic to watch her fight her way out of it because oh, yeah. truthfully, like you just said, the more you fight it the more it, like, just sucks just you in. pulls you in. And people, ge- like, really die. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which just goes back to how cool this movie is, like, just even showing environment mm. and nature and the yeah. power of nature. Absolutely. Just, like, a, such a subtle, you know, thing about being in the outdoors. Yes. It's, like, almost took your life away to just not paying attention for a second. Yes. Like, it doesn't have to be an alien that'll kill you. Right. Like, you can take a wrong step and That's you could it. die outside. Wow. Um, so, what an awesome movie. Such a cool one. So cool. And this week, our movie club pick is the movie called I See You. It came out in 2019, and it is now on Netflix. That's right. And I don't have too much to say about it. Nope. I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. I know what it's about. You've uh-huh. seen it? Uh-huh. Pretty epic. I think it's Helen Hunt. Is that who's in it? There's, like, some one major actress. Nick's looking it up. I think it's Helen Hunt. It is Helen Hunt. Okay. So, uh, Helen Hunt stars in this. It's, um, I'm gonna say a thriller if you're not very into, like, psychological thriller scary movies. It might not be for you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are, then you might like it. Yeah, it's it's a... 
There's some twists and turns. There's some twists and turns. So, I See You came out in 2019, and it's on Netflix right now. It just was added. Check it out. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. tearing off its flesh, throwing what it didn't nibble at aside. There was blood all over the brick, glistening in the moonlight. It was pale white and looked a little like a man, but not quite human. It had arms and legs like ours, but it sat like a monkey, hunched over, and its hands weren't normal. It had long fingers with claws at the end, So we saw that, and my dad hesitated. He wasn't about to fire at a person, so he cleared his throat to try to get it to turn around. I swear to God Almighty, all the noise just ceased in an instant. I ain't never heard true silence before that, and never again afterward. For this week's scary story, I wanted to stay in the theme of Native American folklore, and I thought, what is better than the Skinwalker. A lot of us have heard of Skinwalker Ranch. It's a pretty famous paranormal site, Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't know the history of what a Skinwalker is. And in the theme of prey, this is a Navajo legend about a very scary creature. It was not a single phenomenon. There were a host of things that happened. Have there been experiences there that have shaken the Pentagon and CIA and other agencies? Absolutely. Something forced four 2,000-pound bulls to cram themselves into this trailer without opening this door. Is a strange alien-looking creature prowling in northern New Mexico? A Facebook picture circulating yesterday sure has a lot of people up there worried. Not an end you'd expect for a holy man. Which was brought to life by New Mexico author Tony Hillerman. According to legend, a skinwalker is a person with the supernatural ability to turn into any animal. How's the camera's coming? Camera set up. Kitchen. Camera six is inside the barn. That's it for the exterior cameras. Whatever this thing is, I believe it's still here. This is the tape from August 8th. 11-11 every night. I don't think we can tell. Ray, what time is it? 11-09. Okay, we're at 10. What are you guys doing? 8, 7, 6, 11-11. Nothing. Are you okay? 
This information comes from rivercityghost.com, their article, The Terror of the Skinwalker, the Native American Boogeyman. In Navajo lore, a skinwalker is a kind of wicked sorcerer who can transform into or occupy or disguise themselves as an animal. Has mostly been given the label of either hoax, too much peyote, or simply oral traditions transfixed to a culture's belief. The Navajo skinwalker, nevertheless, has deep roots in Aboriginal American folklore. Other tribes throughout the region also have their own version of the skinwalker. The Pueblo people, Apache, and Hopi each have their own unique interpretation of what a skinwalker might be. Some customs hold tight to the belief that skinwalkers are produced when a medicine man abuses magic for evil, when they corrupt the natural order of things. The medicine man, now an entity for evil, becomes a Sith Lord. He or she is given awesome powers. These powers differ from tradition to tradition. The few things this malicious transformation does have through all the tribes is the skinwalkers now command over another beast, their ability to turn into different animals, and their capacity to possess other people from their tribe. In other traditions, a person, man, woman, or child, becomes a skinwalker when they perform any kind of deep-seated taboo, similar to the Wendigo curse. Finally, yet another theory, one that's tied up to creation myths, states that skinwalkers were once the helpers of divine beings. In Navajo stories, the Naglashi, wow, I definitely probably said that wrong, just FYI, were agents for the holy people when they were first training humans in the blessing way. Naglashi, who were shapeshifters, were supposed to abandon the mortal world with the holy people, but a few decided to stay behind. Their greed and desire to stay in the mortal plane corrupted the power the holy people gave them and transformed them into malicious, semi-divine beings. They are reportedly near impossible to kill. Some traditions state a bullet, knife, or spear dipped in white ash might be able to kill a skinwalker. Widespread belief in tribal custom warns that talking about wicked beings is not only bad luck, but somehow calls out to them and makes their appearance all the more likely. With that in mind, little, if anything, is really known about the skinwalker. The Navajo are staunchly hesitant to discuss their boogeyman with outsiders. Even amongst each other, the subject is considered taboo. The descriptions of the being are essentially always the same a four-legged brute with a disturbingly human, albeit marred face, and orange-red gleaming eyes. Those who have seen a skinwalker also stated that they were fast and made fiendish cries. That is the legend of the skinwalker. Thank you so much for chilling with us, and be sure to watch the new movie club pick before our new episode next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.